Hi, uh, welcome to episode two of the uh, whoa of the uh, the dead idea of Ahala podcast. Um, yeah, I, d- I just want to say that the 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 response uh, has been incredible. You know, I've gotten phone calls, I've got emails, I've gotten facsimiles. Um, everyone on cyberspace is trying to to congratulate me on the new podcast. Uh, not least of which. Uh, Mr. Mr. Silius Manton, who is uh, the agent of pop singing, solstress, smoky voice, sultry Ms. Macy Gray. Macy Gray apparently has a new album out. Um, it's called Love All About It. And uh, she wanted to be on the show. And when uh, when Miss Macy Gray knocks, you answer the door. You know, first I ask a couple questions. We're going to have a little brief little musical interlude um, from Miss Macy Gray. Macy, would you mind um, kind of doing a little bit of a, a promo thing for? <laughs> so, you know, like just kind of like a hi, this is Macy Gray, and you're listening to the Dead Idea of a Hala podcast. <laughs> or maybe like, um, you know, for more podcast fun, go to www.deadideavahala.com. And then you give it one of your little soulful little scratchies. Uh, I'm Mary. I'm man. And uh, you listen to no, no, that's good. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the, I'm in the studio here with Miss Macy Gray. Um. Macy, thank you for for being on the show. Now I wanted to ask you a couple questions. Um. You know, you've had a lot of hits. You got um. I walk away and I stromble. Love machines. Kevlar breast. Ventricle boogie. Bakery romance, three legs makes a table, simple machines or things like levers, New York sweet with funky summertime soulness. You're on track for my love button. I'll draw you a map, a heart map. Sewing machines. You keep my chest muscles warm. Parentheses, so is our heart. Garfield hates Mondays, and I love your heart. Love core. Sometimes it be like that. Thigh muffs. Button touching. Just walking through New York. So sad on a rainy day. Parentheses, rainy day number two. Unparentheses. I saw your wedding ring in the tea leaves, and baby, I like what I drank. Jazzy interlude number four. Heart muffs are earmuffs for your heart. Scratch Town. Mystic Afro. I don't want to leave you, baby, but I will if you make me go, 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 and I don't want to go, 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 but you know, no, no, that I might leave you, baby. Heart Love. The love you feel with your heart. Soul Bills. Use love checks to pay soul bills. And many, many more. Um, and I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your upcoming album, um, Love Funk. What uh, what was different about working on Love Funk than maybe uh, wasn't the same as working on your hit uh, I Walk Away Then I Strumble? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and um, you learned about that when you're on the set of Dream Girl working with Mr. Edward Murfman. Um, can you tell us any stories about uh, Ed Edward? I was on Spider-Man. <laughs> no, he, he does he does sound tall on TV. <laughs> oh. No, that, no that, that's a good story. Um now you have had a long time romance uh with your agent, Mr. Silius Merman. And uh you know, he was the one who raised you after your father brought you out of the tire yards. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, after your father brought you into the tire yards. Okay. Well, that's great. That must have made you stronger, uh, more soulful, you know, more full of uh, 
songstressism. Mm -hmm. um, would you like to demonstrate a little bit for us? And I'll play a quick song. <laughs> All right, that was uh, Ms. Macy Gray with I Walk Away Then I Strumbo. <laughs> and uh, after, I'm going to play uh, one of my songs here, and then we'll be back with more fabulous Macy Gray action. Uh, this is a song, uh, an old song I wrote, but I re-recorded it, and it's called Excalibur.
on Thanksgiving, uh, my wife and some friends and I, we went to go see the new Harry Potter movie. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of those movies and those books, but something about this new one wasn't quite right. Like it was like an invisible hand reached down and flipped a switch in my brain and took things that I was previously able to take seriously and made them laughable and ridiculous. Where are they when they, when they, you know, decide to take the jerk necklace, you know, and we've all seen, uh, you know, return of the King. So we know how jerk necklaces work. Like you put on a jerk necklace, you act like a jerk. So if really, if the, the kids are smart, Ron would have put on the jerk necklace and they just been like stupefy bitch. And then like he would have laid down and, he would have woke up feeling fine, and they all would have had, like, bothering crumpets for, for breakfast. That didn't happen. Instead, he ran away, and they're all wandering around. And it looks like fucking 28 days later. Like, they're walking around this post-apocalyptic, totally desolated England. There's, like, abandoned man-made bridges and abandoned beach houses and stuff. It's just, like, really, really silly. And there are tons of, like, tons of just, like, ridiculous coincidences. When they go to Godric's Hollow, and they're looking for the, the symbol of the Deathly Hallows, you know, immediately Hermione runs to this, like, grave and just wipes off one spot that has the symbol with no you know she it would take like two seconds to show her like searching for it or you know casting findify or something like that and just just finding the fucking thing when said it's just like a plot contrivance she just runs directly to it but uh most most ridiculous in the new movie is uh the death of dobby um sorry kids dobby's dead um, in case, you know, kids are listening to this and anyone who hasn't read the books or seen the movies has seen this. And they're the, uh, Tim Burton's wife is throwing a, uh, a dagger at them while they're teleporting away with Dobby the elf and the dagger teleports to you and stabs Dobby in the stomach. So they, he dies on Harry Potter's lap in his arms on a beach and just, it is the most cliche. It's like, you take the most like cliche, ridiculous death scene in a normal movie but replace the person dying with the worst looking Muppet that you've ever seen. I, I, I've had friends who have made fun of me for being into like, you know, fantasy and sci-fi and all the dork stuff I'm into when I was younger. And, you know, I'm always now is like, I don't actually care that much. But at the time I was just like, no, 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 it's actually very good. If you look into it, it's got real human emotions. And, and that's mostly true. But I would fucking if I could go back in time and show one of those friends this scene and then try to defend like the fantasy genre after the Dobby elf dying scene on the beach. Holy shit. Like he's, he's just saying there, you know, just like, I always thought it would be this beautiful Harry Potter. And, and you know, he's, it's really, really dramatic. And Harry Potter does everything except like look at the sky and scream, you know, no, but uh, he doesn't quite do that. Instead, the way he pays tribute is he decides to bury Dobby without magic. But because they're like these spindly little British kids and they're not using magic, what that means is taking them up the hill to the beach house and burying them in like four inches of sand next to somebody's house. Like what happens, you know, is there a deleted scene where the dolls get to Dobby, you know, or like some little kid goes up there for his vacation and just finds this like rotting, you know, monster in his backyard. Um, I don't I don't know. It it was uh, I didn't like it. I don't like it. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? 